Welcome to Batty to Batty, a monthly podcast by For the Breast of Us, the first breast cancer community for all women of color, where we share real-life experiences, information, and education to help you live your best life after a breast cancer diagnosis. Welcome to Batty to Batty. Welcome to Batty to Batty. It is the West Coast Batty checking in. My name is Marissa. I am the CEO and co-founder of For the Breast of Us. I was diagnosed with stage 2 ER positive breast cancer at the age of 35 in 2015. Even though I may be growing my Georgia peach right now, I am originally from Tacoma, Washington, so still always West Coast true to my heart. I'm excited to start chatting with you, so let's go. Hey baddies, my name is Cynthia and I am a breast cancer baddie ambassador from Houston, Texas, but I'm originally and always will be a Cali girl. I was diagnosed with stage two invasive ductal carcinoma in 2018, and I'm currently going through hormone therapy for the next few years. I am also a proud Bayesian woman and a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. We have a really great conversation today. We are joined by Ray Singleton. How are you doing today, Ray? I'm doing great. How y'all doing? <laughs> we good. good. Yes. Good to be here. Good. Well, thank you so much for, you know, joining us. And, you know, I know Cynthia slid into your DMs and <laughs> wanted you to be a part of the series that we have going on called Love and Cancer. Um, it is a series that I started earlier this year because I wanted to talk about the relationships between people who have been diagnosed with uh, cancer and, you know, the love that they share either, you know, romantically with their partners or, you know, with their family and friends. So just wanted to delve into that and see how cancer has, you know, impacted their relationships in their lives. And, you know, love is encompassing. So it's any type of love. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, excited. I'm excited to be here. Great topic for me to share. Yes, yes. So um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Ray, and tell us, you know, how cancer has impacted your life for everybody who is listening and watching. Okay. Hello, listeners. Uh, my name is Ray Singleton, uh, originally from Charleston, South Carolina, currently living in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, I am a, uh, a, a, a widow now. Um, my, my wife, Rosalind Royal Singleton, she fought, uh, brain cancer for uh, a little over 12 years. She was a Navy veteran, uh, uh five, five tattoos all over herself, <laughs> a sailor, loved God, rode a Harley. Um, and she was superwoman. She, um, she had four brain surgeries multiple rounds of chemo and radiation. Um, uh, she, she, she fought like hell. Um, mm -hmm. She inspired others on her journey. Um, she shook up the world. Uh, there are people now all over the world who know who she is, um, who are inspired by her journey. 
who decided to fight on just because seeing her go through her journey the way she did, uh, she's inspired me in countless ways. And my responsibility now is to continue her legacy and uh, inspire others the way she did, or at least try to. Yeah. And yeah. so um, how long were you guys together for? We were together for six years, married for four. Okay. Yeah. And I met her November 5th, 2016. Uh, we were at a party. I had on sunglasses mm -hmm. going down the escalator. And the first thing she ever said to me was, where are you going with them stupid ass sunglasses? <laughs> <laughs> first, the first thing that I heard my, my future wife say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and it was just love at first sight. Love huh? at first sight. Love at first sight. Um, the, the first date she told me, like literally the, the very first date, she said, uh, I'm a Navy veteran. Uh, my wife, I'm a, my mom died a few years ago. Uh, I ride a Harley Davidson. I had brain cancer back in 2013. Um, I like basketball and sports. And what's up with you? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's literally the conviction and the, and the faith and the power and the strength she had. Like, mm -hmm. that's just something she... She had just just had to get through. Yeah. Yeah. And so so it sounds like so she was diagnosed with brain cancer, you know, obviously before you guys had started dating. Yeah, in 20, 2012 was when she was diagnosed. 2013 is when she had her first brain surgery. Okay. And so I'm guessing uh, was it during your marriage or your relationship when she had a recurrence? Uh it was um one year. One year in, a week before um, one year anniversary, she mm -hmm. uh, so she would get her scans every year just to make sure everything was good. And she was clear from literally 2013 to 2019. And she uh, went in for a routine scan. Um, she had been doing this. So this one, she went by herself. Mm -hmm. uh, I was at work and she called me, said that the doctor said they saw something on my scan and uh, I'm going to be all right. And I'll see you when you get home. <laughs> and I was like, all right, word, what you need what you need me to do? Right, right. Yeah. And, um, after that, we were in doctor's offices and tests mm -hmm. and scans and um devices and all mm -hmm. types of stuff after that, man. And how old were you at this time? Uh 28, 29. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, she was my cougar though. She was she was six years old. <laughs> yeah, I'm out here cougar, baby. Benefits <laughs> benefits and all that. I gotta have me a good one. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so when she told you she was a survivor initially, I mean, did you ever envision that this would be the journey you would take? No, no, because because of the way she delivered it to me, like mm -hmm. at, literally just at dinner. Eating ribs, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I had brain surgery. You can see my scars. I'm like, okay, well, that's just the way she explained it was just something she just had to, she just had to get over. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's she had to do. So when it came back, and even that way, when she explained it to me, it was going, okay, just something else we got to do. She just got to go to the doctor because literally the way she thought about it was, or the way she acted or responded to it, it was as if she had to get her elbow wrapped up. Right. Like, right. We're walking into, into brain surgery, and she's skipping and laughing and high five <laughs> nurses on the way in. I'm like, "Yo, what? <laughs> what is this?" 
So yeah, yeah I, I I I didn't think that it would come back, but when it did, the way the way she went through it, it was just something we both had to get through. So right. I had to do whatever I could to support her. Mm-hmm. And being so young and going through something like that, how did that? Hold on, you know. I'm still listening. Okay, how did that? Um, how did that impact you? Um, I loved her so much, man. Age age didn't it didn't matter. I all all I knew was what I, what did I need to do to support her? Mm-hmm. And, and my age didn't have anything to do with it. I I loved her. I I I, I was engaged to her at this point. Uh, I was uh, six months in. I I got my knee dirty. We were married. Uh, we met November fifth, twenty sixteen. We were married November fourth, twenty eighteen. So like it was, it was very fast. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I loved her. It didn't matter what I was doing, how much money I had. I I was going to figure out what I needed to do to support her because that's that was she was my angel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's it was whatever. If I had to learn how to administer medicine or uh, <laughs> how to, how to uh, measure stuff or hold her hand while she in that loud ass MRI machine. <laughs> oh, that machine is insane. It is. Yeah, it is. Insane, dog. And then the radiation joint, she had to, she had a mask and like it had to fit her face. And mm-hmm. she, it was it was crazy. And she did yeah. all that with a smile on her face. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and I think it's interesting hearing from your point of view because you know you're telling us all this, and me and Cynthia are just like shaking our heads, like "Yep, yep," you know, because we understand from yeah. being like the patient perspective, but hearing it from somebody who is coming from the caregiver, or you know, what sometimes we call in our community the co-survivor perspective, um, is it interesting? You know, just to hear it from your perspective of how that you know affected you, or just what you had to see. Yeah, man. Like. Um... Just I, I got used to being in doctors' offices. I got used to being in, in, in waiting rooms. Mm-hmm. Like you got the you got the actual exam room, and then there's another room, and you got to take your jewelry off in this room and go to it's. And you got to drink the liquid. Like it's, <laughs> yeah. it was crazy. Yeah, it so was many crazy. things. And, yeah, uh, the stuff the stuff what she had to go through while while being here. Um, in, in the in the grace that she went through it with is still astounding to me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> she had her I, head cut open four times, though. That's yeah. wild. <clears throat> it's insane. That it's insane. And I I just saw a clip where she said the tumor. I guess one of the first ones was the size of an orange. Yeah. How do you yeah. even put that into your right? <laughs> No, I got, after after her after the third brain surgery, it was literally like a, a an, an eighth of her brain just gone, just like just had to just you literally had to take it out of there. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know that much about science at that point, so we act, I'm asking the doctor, I'm like, "Yo, is that gonna grow back or something?" <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. No, that's it's, it's out of there. Like, don't she need that? <laughs> Nothing about her personality changed. Nothing about who she was changed. She was still talking shit and like, <laughs> like, and that's that's the power of God, man. That's mm-hmm. the power of God, bro. Yeah, having an eighth of your brain missing, right. and you could just you you still with the best of. Them. 
So I, I knew I was in the presence of an angel. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. <clears throat> and so at what point did you start to notice, you know, and even for Roz, like at what point did you start to notice like the decline? Um, after, so after the, after the third surgery, um, that's, it got a little rocky, uh, cause her, uh, the third surgery she had, she had a scar just like going straight up, but the third one we had to come across. So it ended up being like a, a number seven in the back of her head. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in between the third surgery and the fourth surgery, because her skin had already been radiated three times mm-hmm. and, and, and uh, cut open three times, her neurosurgeon, she's the only person that he's operated on three times, the same person. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it wouldn't heal, like it wouldn't heal him back the way it needed to heal. So there would be times where like fluid would build up in the back of her head because mm-hmm. the CSF fluid didn't know where to go. So we would have to go into doctor's appointments and they would literally have to put a needle in her head right. and, and drain the fluid out. It was, oh, it was crazy. It was, it was crazy. She had stitches and um, sutures. I think that, that's what they call them and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, glue, skin glue. It was, it was crazy. Um, but the question was when I, when I noticed the, the decline, um, the way that glioblastoma multiforme works is that's the stage four brain cancer. Mm-hmm. It, it's very, very, very fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she had, she had went to, she drove herself to her MRI on October 4th. And by the end of October, she could barely walk. So like it was, it was very, 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 very fast. You know, yeah. you get slurred speech. Her uh, weight started dropping very quickly. Uh, uh, the, the where the where the tumor was, she had lost vision in her left side. So like all this, she couldn't she couldn't see anything. So mm-hmm. um, I had to stop her stubborn ass from driving. <laughs> she was not trying to hear that. <laughs> Starbucks and Target all the damn time. Yes, we love our Target now. Yeah, that's all she wanted to do. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was uh, it was unfortunately it was very fast, man. It was mm-hmm. it was. I remember a point. Um, right, we're downstairs and thinking like, yo, she's she's never going to be up. She's never going to make it back up those stairs. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's a that's a realization that's crazy. Right. Yeah insane like because you don't that doesn't cross your mind no mm-hmm. it, it just it just doesn't although although we know these diseases exist and mm-hmm. uh life is gonna happen it's gonna happen when you when you're at that altar and you pass the saying through sickness and health you are not thinking stage four brain cancer you're not right yeah it's, it's just it's not in your brain mm-hmm. yeah but but Love is going to keep you through those moments, though. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what you mean. It does. Now, I have a question for you because I noticed that while you're, you know, talking to us about this, you know, you are a little bit emotional about it. Yeah. And so at what point or do you ever have these points where it's like, okay, I'm tired of talking about this? Uh, no, because... Uh, because if if I don't tell my story, who gonna who gonna tell it, man? Right. Um, 
And these, I got no problem crying. I got no problem uh, snotty nose. <laughs> Probably somebody else, that's their problem. I'm going to yeah. get all these emotions out. I'm not going to let this stuff just build up inside of me to where I can't deal with it no more. No, I got I to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I got to continue to keep her name alive, man, because that's, that's a force who just who, who deserves to live more than 39 years. Right. Now she will live on forever. Mm-hmm. Now she'll yeah. live on forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yes. I, think, I think that's the perfect example. When we talk co-survivorship, nobody walks this journey alone. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the cancer patient survivor thriver kind of is the one who's constantly talking and telling the story, but it's your story too. It's, it's a shared story. And so I'm glad that you have like the platform, the wherewithal and the want to just get it out and keep sharing yeah. about her. Um, because as you know, the world has fallen in love with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it is insane to even think about that, man. The, the doors that God opened up for us, the opportunities we had, um, the lives we were able to touch, the stages he put us on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's unbelievable. It yeah. is. And all, literally all we did was love on each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, man. And, you know, and our community kind of came about because we don't see each other. We don't right. see black young women, cancer survivors. Yeah. Um, and you guys have been very public. I mean, was it something you, you thought about? You made a conscious decision? How did it come to be? Uh, January 6th, the day before her uh, second brain surgery, that was my first brain surgery with her. Um, I had already been documenting, like, just on the low, because uh, I always make videos for her. Um, but uh, I didn't know if we were going to keep this one close to the chest or not. Right. And the night before, she was like, um, Put up this video and let's tell the people what's going on. And and literally, it was like eight o'clock, January sixth. We walking in that morning, five o'clock. You know they scheduled them damn surgery, <laughs> right? <laughs> Ass crack in the morning. I'm like, what? Yeah. What is what? <laughs> right. <laughs> so we we walking we walking into the into the hospital at five o'clock in the morning. It's, it's hundreds of comments. In, in, in DMs and, and all types of stuff. People one praying, wanting to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So in order for me to, I, like, I, it just got to a point where I couldn't respond individually to everybody who was asking what was going on. I was like, okay, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put all the updates on my page. Don't, mm-hmm. don't text me. Don't right. call me. <laughs> If you want to know something, it's happening right here. And literally, it, it grew into something that that is that has been unbelievable. That has changed our lives. It changed mm-hmm. my life. And so, was that just a conversation that you guys continued on, or you didn't even have a conversation? It's just like we're just going to continue to keep documenting this and just share it with the world. We're just going to keep it going. <laughs> and 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 obviously, COVID helped with that because. It, with nobody right. else doing that. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I mean, I say the same thing for for the breast of us. You know, we launched for the breast of us in May of 2019. Mm. And then the pandemic hit, you know, February of 2020. And yep. we were already like two steps ahead of everybody else because we were already doing everything online. So for us, it was easy where everybody yeah. else had to pivot and adjust. But for us, we're like, hey, we're here. <laughs> you yeah. Know. So, th- I mean, it, it, it seemed natural um, when we went to Ellen. Um, I, bought, I used some some of the some of the money to buy a camera, and mm-hmm. we just just started we just started vlogging, man. And um, 
it, it, we, we got support literally every day, every week, every post we put up. We launched a clothing brand. People was buying shirts from us. People was buying mm -hmm. my music. Uh, Roz was doing Mental Health Mondays on her Instagram Live where she would just set up her phone and people come in and talk and cry. And I now keep that going on. And mm -hmm. um, I'm saying at weddings and engagement parties, and all, all types of stuff, man. Yeah. All types of stuff. So it, it changed our life. I'm so glad we did. I'm I'm so glad that we were able to, uh, or she had the wherewithal to say, you know what? I'm I'm not just gonna fight for myself. I'm a I'm I'm gonna show others how to fight. Mm -hmm. That's that's yeah. what she did. Yeah, that's definitely what she did. She showed other people, hey man, you can get through life even if the if death is in your face. Right. And I think it's just also showing the rawness and the beauty of it too, yeah. big time, right? Because a lot of us don't get that, you know, that inside, like whenever they hear cancer, you know, whether that be breast cancer or brain cancer, like they think of one thing, but being able to see what that's actually like, yeah. you know, um, one of the things that I noticed last night when I was, you know, going through your page is, you know, it, it looked like the last, you know, either couple weeks of her life, you know, you had audio recorded. Yeah. Conversations that you guys were having. And so being able to just hear that and, you know, hearing, you know, what she was going through, how she felt, kind of, you know, the questions that you were asking her, but then you guys laughing in between that as well. Yeah. It just to me, that was just, that was more powerful than anything else. Um, for somebody even just like me, like I, when I was diagnosed, I met a friend on Instagram. Uh, her name was Christina. We came, became really good friends. And we were diagnosed around the same time, had a lot in common. Mm. Um, and then her cancer ended up coming back and metastasizing, you know, to, you know, her brain, mm. um, her lungs, things of that nature. And just listening to the conversations that you have with Roz remind me of the conversations that I had Christina during wow. her last couple of weeks of life. And some of the things that she would tell me that she couldn't tell, you know, her family or friends because she didn't feel like that they would you know, listen, or like when Roz was telling you, like, you know, I'm just tired, yeah. you know, Christina would tell me that all the time. And so it just, it definitely touched me because it's like, this is what people need to hear. You mm. know, it's like, no matter how strong the person is, you know, we still get tired and then that's okay. Mm. And it's okay for like your caregiver, your co-survivor to validate, you know, you being tired or fatigued, you know, but then also telling you that I'm here. And so, yeah, I just thought, I thought that was really dope. Mm. Um, and I guess my question for you is what made you have that foresight of being like, let me capture these audio moments with her and then be able to share these at a later time with everyone? Um, knowing I was in the presence of an angel, man, like um, once once I realized the uh, the transition was happening and, and, and it was it wasn't wasn't likely that she was going to make it out of it. Um, mm -hmm. I knew selfishly I was I was gonna need to hear her voice. Um, I knew that other people was gonna have to hear uh, what she was going through, how she was feeling. Um, I didn't know what I was gonna do with. I didn't know I was gonna create a talks with Roz. I didn't know it was gonna help touch people, and, and you know, what I'm saying? I, I I just I didn't know. I just yeah. wanted to have something um, of of her, man. That 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 the the people behind her coming will will be able to enjoy or listen or just find out or um, 
be nosy. <laughs> some, some people just nosy, man. Right, right. <laughs> but if, if if somebody get a message from it, if if, if it touches somebody's life, then uh, then I did I did my job, and mm-hmm. uh, that's that's I feel like that's what God puts us here, man. Like we're not here living for ourselves, although we got to take care of ourselves and and be a little selfish when it comes to loving ourselves. We're not living for us. We we got to live. To, to brighten up somebody else's day, to create a better path for somebody else, to show somebody else that you're 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 unique, but you're not alone. There's people mm-hmm. who's going through this fight with you. There's people who can love you and support them. There's a lot of bad people in the world too. Unfortunately, you right. gotta do that. But hold on to the people that love you. Mm-hmm. Hold on to the people that's special. And um when I when I realized I had an angel in my presence, man, and so so many people love that girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Girl, I was like, man, I, I can't, I can't keep this to myself. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm thank, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. You, you just validated why, uh, why I did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. I thought I loved it. It was dope. I was just like, oh, okay. Again, because for me, it's like, I think once you experience that, you experience a loved one who is transitioning. Yeah, there's only a few people in the world who can actually understand what that's like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and it's even kind of morbidly now, especially being in the cancer world. Like I can actually tell when somebody's actually getting to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm real gentle with also explaining to other people like what point that they're at because I know a lot of people can't take that in. They don't. Yeah, you know, it's too hard. That's hard. Yeah, it's hard. Um, you know, so for like, for me, it's like always, you know, like when I know that somebody's transitioning, always just praying and being like, okay, just let their transition be smooth. And then like, you know, I know Christina's there. And so it's funny because like, you know, whenever I know somebody's getting ready to transition, I always tell her to like open up, you know, her arms and, you know, say hi, have a party with them. Welcome them. Welcome them in. Um, but yeah, it's, I think it's just interesting just to hear from your perspective and kind of even validating me like, oh, okay. Like somebody actually understands that. Yeah. It's, it's, man, it's, it's rough, dog. Mm-hmm. Especially when it's, it's the person you, you married, like your, your spouse, dog. That, that, like I said earlier, you never, you never, that never is an image in your brain. It's it, it right. just it, until it's, until it's here. Until you you don't find out until you find out. Mm-hmm. I didn't find out how, how strong I was until we had to go through it. Yeah. I, I didn't I didn't find out that how, how special love was until I started getting messages from women and I wish I had the support you gave your wife or when when I was going through my battle or young brothers sending me messages like yo you sticking by your wife. It's just the first example I've seen of a young man and doing that. And thank you for that. Like that's, you don't, you don't know that you're impacting lives, man. Just, mm-hmm. if you're just living. Right. And, and, and the fact that you can do that, that's a gift. And that's a gift. I don't, I don't take for granted. I, so every opportunity I get to, to share my story and, and the legacy of, of Superwoman, the lady I, I got to marry and spend my life with. Absolutely, mm-hmm. man. Let's talk about it. Y'all need y'all need to know who she was. Absolutely, right. we do. And I and like I said, I love we 
we focus, you know, you see pink gloves and rah, rah, rah. And I love that you guys share the real, like, yeah, yes, yeah. she's beautiful, vibrant, bright. But this shit is real, man. This shit and is right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. not all rainbows and butterflies. No, mm -mm. it's not. Mm -mm. Not even, not even, not even close, man. I, I remember one of those times when we had to, uh, we had to get the, uh, she had to get her stitches taken out. And she wanted to, uh, she wanted to like see. So I'm, I'm literally, I got the camera, and I'm in her face, and I'm like, "Oh, baby, you're doing so well." And I go back and I look at the, and I'm like, "Oh, yeah, this is." <laughs> and I come back, oh my god, looks so good. Oh, god. <laughs> no, this is crazy. You yeah. like, you don't think, you don't know how to react, and you don't know that that's gonna come. You don't know. I hope, yeah. I hope any listener, I, ho I hope you don't have to deal with it. I hope your life is blessed and you don't have to deal with any diseases. And, but if you do, if you do, keep going, man. Under, understand that be, people have gone through it. People mm -hmm. will go through it. And you, you got to deal with it. God is still by your side. God ain't never left you. Yeah. Don't think that. Don't think that. But and that's, man. And that, that's real helpful. I, you know, Again, we focus so much on the cancer patient, rightfully so. But again, nobody goes through this alone. Mm -hmm. I, I know, of course, you'll say God, but like, how did you power through? How did you take care of you while taking care of Rise? Yeah, right? it was hard. <laughs> it was hard. A good group of uh, friends. Um, uh, little THC. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, um, beverages here and there. Um, music, music is a very, very big part of my life. Um, I use music as therapy. Um, I'm a singer, uh, musician, um, so it, it it helps me. And I just, I just, I just, I just focused on her. Uh, lack of a better term, I, I didn't focus on myself as much as I, I guess should. Um, and, I, and I'm, I'm repaying that back to myself now. So I'm eating better. I'm going to the gym. I'm, I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm taking care of myself. But in that time, I didn't do that good of a job to, of taking care of myself. I'm not going to lie to you. It, it was, mm -hmm. shit was rough. Um, yeah. it, was, it was times that I, I didn't think I, would, I could power through. Um, and that's where I, I thank God that my village stepped up. Like people around us who, who love knowing us, man. Um, mm -hmm. Her friends, my friends, uh, my mom. Uh, it was dope, man. So I, I, a village is how I powered through. Get you a village and, and tell them you love them. Get, get you a few friends around you who are going to be down for you, who are going to love you through thick and thin, and mm -hmm. lean on it, man. Yeah. I know I always say that, um, you know, kind of what Cynthia was saying is that even though we're diagnosed, you know, our friends and family are diagnosed too. They're just diagnosed mm -hmm. in a different way. Yeah. And so what is it that you would tell men, especially, you know, black men who, you know, are going through something similar or their, you know, partner has just recently been diagnosed with cancer and they're trying to learn how to navigate that? Um, uh, the diagnosis does not determine the, the, the value of their contribution to your life. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the, the diagnosis is just a diagnosis. You you loved you loved or you told somebody that you loved that person no matter what their condition is. That's like the, the idea of it is unconditional love. The only reason we're here 
is to love on each other unconditionally. Jesus was a very good example of that. We fall short off often, but mm-hmm. uh, a, di- a diagnosis does not determine their, their value, man. Every, everybody deserves love. Um, and also, like, remember the golden rule, man. The golden rule is treat others the way you want to you want to be treated. It's very mm-hmm. that's very simple. That is very simple to understand. I, if I were in this situation, how would I want somebody else to treat me? And right. just do that because you, the, the answer is never going to be oh leave me or talk bad about right. me. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I want I want me to cuss me out. No, it's never going to be. I want to be loved. I want to be supported. I want to be cared for, and and, and hopefully. Hopefully I never I'm in that position, but if I am, hopefully I put up enough good energy in the world that it'll come back to me. Mm-hmm. Just understand how, how the universe works. Golden rule, man. Treat others the way you want to be treated. My wife went through, had to go through brain cancer and surgeries and chemotherapy and pills and appointments and physical therapy and all that. And the only thing I had to do was love on her through that. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do it to the best of my ability. If that's if that's talking to her, if that's crying with her, if that's rubbing her back, if that's making her some food, if that's not sleeping, if that's waking up at three o'clock in the morning making her spaghetti, <laughs> that's what I gotta do. Because I love her, and if I were in that position, I would want somebody to treat me really good. So, if anybody's yeah. gonna do that, man, just remember the point. Mm-hmm. You don't want nobody to stop loving you just because something something's different about you. Right. You'd be surprised how much it happens though. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Yeah. But that's that's what these platforms are for. That's what these conversations are for, too. Mm-hmm. Put that back into your mind. Hey, guess what, man? You <laughs> you need to love on somebody. The golden rules is still real. Right. And I really appreciate you being that example because it, it, it you're proof positive. It exists. Black love exists. Black mm-hmm. men are out there, despite what society and social media will tell you, loving they women the way they supposed to, the way they want to be loved in return. And I, I just thank y'all for stepping up and showing that it is there. Yeah, yeah. Because the it world might. will tell you otherwise. But, you know, we got to see Ray and Rise in living color. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a fun ride. Was, <laughs> yeah. Also, I'll also say this to y'all, and just relationships in general. Uh, don't let the, the the nice pictures and videos fool you. True. Yeah, mm-hmm. We'll get shitty. <laughs> right. Yeah, but at some point, we'll get shitty. It will. Uh, but you you got you you got to get through it. Anybody that tells you it's always going to be rainbows and sunshine, and they are lying to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are lying. Yeah. It's rough. Love will test you. Love, love will make you question yourself. Love will make you work harder than you ever thought. Right. Love is going to make you listen more. Uh, but it is the most beautiful thing that this life can bring. Mm-hmm. It is the most beautiful thing I've ever experienced. It's great. It's now, worth, how, worth it all. How would you explain you and Raza's love? Like if you had to explain it. Um... <laughs> How would I explain me and Roz's love? Uh, I would I would say now is generational, like it's like just just from the the feedback that we've gotten, <laughs> like the 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 uh, uh, 
I'm trying to think of the word. <laughs> Just the way they we explained us. You know what I'm saying? Like it's the the amount of lives we've been able to touch. Mm -hmm. um, old people older than us, young and like this men who've been married thirty something years, then sent me messages. Yo, you inspire me to love my wife more. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> that's insane. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you <laughs> what do you mean? Like so, like the, the fact that we can do that for older couples, couples who are newly married, uh, people who are still looking for love, that we can be a light or a beacon or inspiration. Say somebody can look at me and say, "Oh, I I still believe in love. Love mm -hmm. still exists. Good men still exist." That that's a responsibility, and that's that's a joy for me. Like I'm, yeah, God, sign me up. Let me let me continue to be the example. Let me continue to be the light. So uh, our love was generational, man. Every everybody could connect to it. Right. Um, everybody saw a piece either themselves or a piece of their life in us, um, and uh, it's a direct reflection of the love we get in the world, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that I love every little bit of that. <laughs> every little bit of that. So much so. Yeah. Uh, um. So I know that you had a documentary that came out. Yes. Um, and it's called, tell us what it's called again. Uh, Love, A True Story. Love, A True Story. Yeah. And so what inspired that, the documentary? Uh, my best, one of my best friends, Rudy Jefferson, uh, he and I did a, like a short, short film, like almost 15, 16 years ago. Uh, talking about what I wanted to do and how and where I wanted to be in life. And he was like, yo, it's crazy to see all like most of the stuff that you talked about. Cause back then I was talking about changing the world and making people feel better and smile and all that. And he's like, yo, look, look, look at what you've done. Like look at what you manifest and look at the work you've done. And um, with just with the, our story and just the way everything was, was happening, I knew I needed to document that as well, or at least I wanted to document it because like it was it was fresh in the moment. Like right. documenting me first seeing her in in, in, uh -huh. in a casket, which is oh man. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Cynthia and I were talking about that this morning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was uh that was powerful man. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man. That was uh that, that one was that one was rough. That one was but she looked so good. She did. Mm -hmm. She looked she looked so I I literally could not I could not be mad. I could not be I could not be sad. It's in the way they had it set up when as soon as you walk into the funeral home, right there. Yeah. As soon as you open the door, yeah, the lights on her, she had the 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 shimmering suit on, mm -hmm. her legs crossed with a pink heel, she had a little headpiece. I, I I could I couldn't do anything but smile and rejoice, man. Um, so uh, we wanted we wanted to we wanted to show people like, listen, we've let y'all into our lives from the jump. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we've we've shown y'all everything, um, and uh, not a lot of people will show show that side of the transition. Not a lot of people. Right. Will, show those raw conversations with with my friends and my pastor and yeah like just but people need to see it they do it, yeah. it, 
it needs to be out there. So I'm I'm glad he had the vision. I'm glad uh, I had the vision, and and uh, it's tough for me to watch it sometime, man. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's tough for me to watch, it. but it's good, listeners. If you've not, <laughs> you should uh, look at love a true story about me and my wife's journey. And I, I appreciate. Again, that aspect, you know, in our community, we talk about surviving and thriving Mm -hmm. and we don't often talk about death. Yeah. And in fact, in our community, we lost one of our beloved baddies not too long ago, Sharon. Mm -hmm. And walk in this cancer community, you're going to love people who are not going to to make it. Their journeys are going to end much sooner than we want. Mm -hmm. Um, And I appreciate you being real about your grief. Um, How? How are you? How are you surviving? How are you putting one foot in front of the other? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I am doing my best. Some days are uh, much better than others. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I think one thing that helps me out is I've I truly experience all of my emotions. Like I, I'm not a I'm not afraid of them. I don't shy away from them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I learned uh, uh, this idea or this theory uh, from a book called Unlearn. He, 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 he encouraged you to treat your heart like a hotel room. So the idea is a hotel room gives every guest equal opportunity to, to come in and, and enjoy, but they have a check-in and a check-out time. So mm-hmm. like, I treat anger as a, as a guest. Anger, you can come in and if you want to you reside and be in here for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, sure, let me experience every, every aspect of anger. But after that 45 minutes is up, you got to go. Mm-hmm. And check I gotta, out time. It's just check out time. <laughs> <laughs> Don't extend either. <laughs> yeah. You got to go right now. And then I, and I, clean, I experience, I clean up, and then I make room for, for joy and happiness and, and, and sunshine and memories and and these videos and all these damn pictures I got her. <laughs> like, uh, I just, uh, I, I, I gotta keep going, man. Cause that's what she, that's what she would do. If, if, if she didn't have, you know what I'm saying? She would keep going. She wouldn't stop. She mm-hmm. kept going even with her diagnosis. Right. Uh, yeah. what's, what's my excuse now? Mm-hmm. I, I don't have any, I have a responsibility to, to now be a light. I have a responsibility now encouraging others. Uh, life don't get life is not easy, man. Life is no life. I'm not the first person to go through this. And I won't be the last. Mm-hmm. Not the first little, I won't be the last. But my story is unique, and my story can now help inspire hundreds or thousands or ever many people. There's people all over the world who know who, who know me and, and my wife. People walk up to me at the mall and say, "Oh, you that guy." It is, it is insane. Crazy. <laughs> so I, I keep going by the by the support and love that people show me. Um, the, the the memories of my wife, uh, um, and knowing how good God is, man. Mm-hmm. Just every, every every day He chooses me to wake up. He, he, he says, you know what? I'm going to give you another one. Because it's somebody who laid their clothes out last night and didn't get to put them on this morning. Right. Yeah. It's, 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 it's some people who just who don't get the opportunity of life anymore. 
and he chooses to breathe into me every morning and say, hey, now you go, now you go do what I told you to do. Mm-hmm. Go be you even speaking of um, the our baddie, um, she, we call our um, the women who are ambassadors in our community baddie ambassadors. <laughs> um, you know, Cynthia's a baddie ambassador, and like she was saying, um, our baddie ambassador Sharon had passed away. Um, and you actually have a little bit of a connection for the rest of us, whether you know it or not. Okay. Because you must have seen the post on our page saying that she had passed away, that she had transitioned. Yeah. Um, and you had commented on it and actually oh, shared yes, the post. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> she passed away a couple of days before um, your wife had transitioned as well, mm. um, which mm. I thought was a draw. I was like, oh, so he does have a connection with us. <laughs> um, and we recently um, launched um, a special collection in her memory. It's We're calling it the Legacy Collection. But okay. she always had a tagline that she would always say, and it would say, in purpose, on purpose, living my best life. Mm. Um, and just wanting people to remember that, you know, that we all have a purpose here, whatever that purpose may be. I think people get caught up, especially in this world of social media of like, you know, you have to have all these followers and you have to do this and everybody wants to be, you know, a celebrity or, you know, whatever the case may be, but it, everybody has a purpose. And, you know, I always say it doesn't matter if you touch one person or a hundred people, you're still making a difference. Yeah. And, you know, I think Sharon lived her life that way. And I think, I know she lived her life that way of, you know, in her community, just the young women that she would help. She was a single mom, mm -hmm. you know, making sure that she gave back to the community. And, you know, she didn't care whether she was doing that just in her community or if she was advocating with us and for the rest of us, you know, still made a difference. Shout out to the baddie Sharon, man. <laughs> yes. yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so let's have a little bit lighthearted fun before we wrap this up. Um, so talking about the love that you and Roz had. So um, who was the cleanest out of the both of you? Um, she was because her military background. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I went to college and I'm a frat boy. So. <laughs> it's yeah. the, the purple and the gold. Yeah, yeah, you, know, you already know what's going on. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only that's the only fraternity there is. The rest of the oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yes, but she whipped me in the shape. Oh, I'm still getting there. Yeah. Yes. Uh, who was the better cook? Um, if we're talking breakfast food, that's that's me. <laughs> also, my my crab cakes are, are world renowned. Okay. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I'm from Charleston, South Carolina. I told you, I'm not making crab cakes. Uh, but she could make a really good steak. She knew how to burn my chicken just the right way. Um, uh, she made a really good, uh, her mac and cheese was good. Her lasagna was good. Uh, yeah, so she would do dinner. I'd take care of breakfast. Okay. Yeah. We, and so if, if me and Cynthia were to hop in your car, what music would we hear right now? Right now, you would probably hear some 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 song by John Legend, followed by a gospel song, probably like a John P. Key or something. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, and probably Encore by um, was Cheryl Sherilyn. That's my joint right there. <laughs> what? Yeah, man. I, I listen. I listen to everything. Soul. Um, R and B, hip hop. I'll literally be be uh, enjoying my plant based medicine 
Listen, <laughs> listen to the gospel music. I'm like, yo, it's, hey, it's, you know, it's dimensional. This, that's all it is. Like, yeah, I, I know who my God is. I know my relationship with is like with God, and, and uh, so did she. So mm-hmm. did she. She was on. She was on the same vibes I, I, I'm on. And, and if anybody made it in heaven, I know she did. Yeah, <laughs> I know for yeah. a fact she in there. I love it. Yeah. And so, um. When was your first kiss? Ooh, my first kiss was uh, middle school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a girl named Victoria Ray. Shout out, shout out to Victoria Ray. <laughs> she, uh, we lived in the same neighborhood, man, and uh, it was it was quick. Got it, got it. <laughs> Neither of us knew what we was doing. We just knew we wanted to kiss each other. Right, right. <laughs> Now, where do you see um, your life moving forward from this point? Um, continuing to inspire people. Uh, I'm getting into the world of public speaking. Um, I just had the opportunity to speak at a middle school to a class of seventh graders getting ready for their end of grade um, test. So I had to encourage mm-hmm. them and all that. Um, last month, I spoke at a group of cancer survivors in Winston-Salem. Um, I continue to advocate for mental health, cancer survivors, caregivers. Um, not only that, I'm a, I'm a serial entrepreneur, so I have a few different businesses. One of the main ones I do now is I help people recover money um, from the foreclosure of their house. So a lot of people don't understand that even though they lost a property, let's say the taxes, they can still benefit from that, uh, from that sale. So I'm able to audit government records. I'm able to see exactly how many people are owed money, how much money they're owed, and I help them file a claim and get it back. And uh, I, re- I receive a, a finder's fee for my services. So I give away money for, for a living. Uh, <laughs> I'm still singing. I'm the minister of music at my church. I want to continue to do that. I got gigs. I, I'm hustling, man. <laughs> I'm hustling. I mean, you got to. You got to. Yeah. 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 So I'm excited. I'm, ex- I'm writing a book too. I'm getting the book together. Um, I want to do it all, man, because life life is short. I'm, mm-hmm. I, that is. My clock is ticking. Whether I like it or not, my it is it is it is my clock is ticking. I don't have time to not do the stuff that's gonna that's gonna not benefit. I don't have time to stress out. I don't have time to not be joyous. I don't have time. I got I have time to do whatever God put me here to do. If mm-hmm. I have a chase, if I have a goal I want to hit, I got to get to it right now. Yeah. yeah. And um, this book that you're writing, is that about you and Roz? Uh, a, a good portion of it will be. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm still working on like how to outline it. And uh, I've never, I obviously never written a book before. So mm-hmm. trying to, try to see how I, how I could, uh, uh, structure it. A guy I did a podcast podcast with about two weeks ago, um, based on our conversation, he said he's gonna uh, help me publish one, and he published his own. So uh, okay. he's, he's giving me some homework of uh, how to to separate. So I'm getting uh, interviews and all this together just to see what I can put together. Man, I'm journaling. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so. And how is it like these milestones that you're hitting, you know, now this year? Um, yeah. How are you processing those, like birthdays, holidays, and stuff? 
Um, I just turned 34 like two two weeks ago. Oh, happy belated. Yes, That's okay. Um, it was different, man, obviously. Um, how am I processing it? Um, it's, 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 I have very, very surreal moments sometimes, man. I'm just, I find myself just riding, haven't played music in 20 minutes. I'm just, just literally in my thoughts and like, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what my life is going to look like. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I, I, I just don't know. And that could be a good thing or a bad thing. Um, because I didn't know that I was going to have the opportunity to be on America's Got Talent. I didn't know that we were going to be on Ellen DeGeneres. I didn't know that, but those were great things that were happening for me. So in, in, I, I got to also give myself some grace and mercy of not knowing what my life looks like. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? I got to also, listen, man, every, almost everybody out here freestyling. Let's, let's, <laughs> right. <laughs> almost every one of us are freestyling. Uh, but I, I find myself in those moments. I'm like, yo, man, you're doing good stuff. You, you're putting good energy into the world. You're light, you're beacon. Like, I, I, I feed myself positivity. I, I say good things to myself. Uh, and and that, just, that just cultivates good energy around me, man. Positive energy is going to bring positive energy. God ain't going to let me down. And, and, and the Bible says he won't. So if I can if I can continue to keep my relationship strong with him, he's the creator of all things, man. He's got great stuff in, in store for me. I just got to stay on my path. I just got to continue <laughs> to do what I'm doing. And God is going to show out every time, man. Right. Yeah. And, you know, maybe that's the lesson. You know, you were saying you don't know what your life looks like. I know when I was diagnosed with breast cancer, I kept I had actually wrote in the middle of chemo. It's just like, I don't know what tomorrow looks like, mm. you know, but maybe that's okay. Like I'm so much of a planner and so much right. wanting to be in control of everything. Like maybe that's okay that I don't know what it looks like tomorrow. And so I think that's, that's how that's I try to. That's a place to be. Yeah. That's and a, that's, that's how. That's a yeah. place to be. And that's how I try to, you know, some days are, you know, easier than others, but that's how I try to live now. It's like living in this moment, being present in this moment. Cause like you said, tomorrow is just not granted to anybody. But I want to at least be able to say that I'm present in this moment. I'm living in this moment. You know, I'm here for the memories so yeah. that, you know, at the end of the day, I can say I was there. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, yeah. man. Um, if, if, listener, if y'all don't get anything else from me, listeners, um, that, that, that was the message. Live in the moment, man. This thing is, this, this thing is not promised. This might, and this might be as good as it gets. This, mm-hmm. this might be as good. So enjoy it now. Find something around you, a person, a thing. Something. Find something to be to be happy about. Find something to have some gratitude about. Because like great gratefulness is if you're grateful over a few things, God he's, he's promised to give you more. And I'm sure you can point that out in your life. We've been living long enough to hey man, I was I was grateful of this thing. I I, I took care of this, and God gave me this. So why, if he did it before, why won't he do it again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do it, do it again, Daddy. Do it again. <laughs> <laughs> do it again, man. Now I usually wrap up by asking um, a question to yeah. you know everybody. I'm actually going to ask you both questions. So I usually ask these questions depending on you know who the audience is or who we're interviewing. But I'm going to ask you both, so you get to okay. be that special, that <laughs> special interview. 
Nice. So the first question is, and I want you to finish the sentence for me, love is. Love is, um, love is all encompassing. Love is, love is a teacher. Mm -hmm. um, love is, uh, uh, love is discipline. Um, love is, is strange sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> love is hard. Uh, yeah, love, love, love is adaptable. Um, love is transformational. Mm -hmm. Love is everything. Okay. And then, well, before I ask my next question, I'm going to ask you, this is just came to me, so I'm going to throw this in right here, mm -hmm. too. I was just watching, I don't know if you've seen um, the Netflix special that they have with uh, Barack Obama talking about working, like why we work. Mm -hmm. But he was in the grocery store with this young, um, young Black woman, single mom, and she had asked him this question. And I thought it's a good question that people should start asking each other. But the question that I have for you is, are you at peace? Mm. Um, I've got more peace now than I have before. Mm -hmm. uh, and and I'm, I'm working on continuing to, to build it. Um, sometimes I'm not. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes this boat get rocked. Yeah. <laughs> but... Um, but I'm glad I know the Prince of Peace. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you that. And, and I understand if I get closer to him, then I'll get closer to peace. So. Yeah. And I think it's okay to not necessarily, like, when you hear that question and you'd be like, oh, well, maybe I'm not. I think that's okay as long as you're working <laughs> towards it, right? As long as you have moments of peace. Right. Everything is peaceful. Right. That's another thing. I've stopped lying to him. I've stopped lying to <laughs> Know, and I've stopped lying to other people because I just I just don't got time. To, I'm just keep it real, man. Right, right. Like, it, it is hard. Yeah, hard. It's very hard. H. Yeah, like whoever said this adulting stuff. Like, come on, man. It's, like, it's hard. It is the ghetto. Man, listen. <laughs> Zero stars would not recommend. Right. <laughs> but we got to keep going. We got to. Right. Keep going. Yeah. yeah. And then, so my last question for you is, um, you know, if you could say to Roz, I want you to finish this sentence for me as well. I love you because. Mm. Uh, I love you because you made me a better person. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And that's it. That could be the period. Yeah. Made you a better person. And well, that's all that, you know, we can ask and we can hope for, especially with the people that we love, yeah. you know, whether yeah. that's romantic. Some, some people do the opposite. They do. <laughs> they do. <laughs> some people bring some bad stuff out of you. They do. But at the end of that, on the flip of that, do they don't they still sometimes make you a better person? 100%. <laughs> right. It's all about perspective. It's yeah. all about perspective. The stuff mm -hmm. happened to you 
or did stuff happen for you? Yeah. I believe everything happens for me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Any yeah. other parting words, Sin? I will say um, you said when Marissa asked that your love is generational. Yeah. And I would add that it's also transcendental. Like, your love radiates. Like, I look at pictures of Roz and I smile like I knew her and loved her the way you did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sitting here chopping it up with you feels like we've known you forever. And mm-hmm. um, just know that y'all have put some good out in this world. Mm. Thank you, you really, really have. And I'm grateful for that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I am too. Thank you. And I'm the crybaby baddie too. So <laughs> yeah, I'm like you've done good so far. Though. <laughs> Even these last couple of questions, you held it together. Ain't, ain't nothing wrong with crying, man. Nope, I, I, I get it out as often as I can. Good. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you did too. I'm the thug. I'm the thug of the group. No, so she crying. tries to be the thug. Right. <laughs> she can cry too. Huh? Yeah, I do. It's got. I would say that's one thing that cancer has definitely brought out is the sensitive side of me. Yeah, and just being knowing that it's okay, you know, especially because black women, we always, you know, feel like we always have to be strong and walk around that way. And you know, when I'm, you know, a single mom as well too. So when I was diagnosed, I think my son was 13, 14. and so you know, he went through that process with me as well, and um, just learning how to like break down those walls and you know show my emotions and be vulnerable with him. If that's one, the one gift that cancer had given me, it would that would be one of those things too. Let, let me pose this question for you both. Like how, how do you think for the breast of us is uh, contributing to your purpose here? It's, it's given us a plat, me specifically a platform to share my story, to help other women along on their journey and it's grown me and stretched me and given purpose to what you've been through. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm I'm indebted. I'm grateful um, because, like you said, this shit is ugly, <laughs> you know, and probably just like Roz, you just got to face it. You don't have a choice but to go through it. But to find purpose, to find community in it is just invaluable. Mm. Yeah. And I think for me, it's just, you know definitely helping other women that come behind me. So that way they don't have it, you know, as hard or they have, you know, other resources that I didn't have just, you know, at their fingertips, a lot of this like stuff that I had to find out on my own. So being able to give them that um, is definitely a reward. But I think, and Cynthia has to remind me a lot of times, she always tells me like, I don't think you realize the people that you're touching every day. And I don't. And maybe that's just because I feel like I'm just doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I know, you know exactly what you mean. Yeah. I know exactly. Just, yeah. Thank thank you both for doing this. Thank you both for this platform. Thank you both for, for using your stories to inspire others. Because um, you, you could be selfish and not do any of this. That's, that's, right. That's, that's a clear choice. And you all make a choice every day to, you know what? I'm, a, I'm a, not only living my life for myself, but for other people. Like, mm-hmm. this is that so. I appreciate the light you all put into the world. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of this. Yes. Thank you for being here. We appreciate it. Thank you. I can't wait to continue to watch and see what you do. (laughs) Yeah. It's a lot. 
Yeah, and you'll have to come to Atlanta. We'll have to give you some, you know, information. Um, I'm based here in Atlanta, but we're also holding um, our yearly celebration here in September. So we would love for you and, you know, some of your people to come and, you know, celebrate with us. Uh, we have, we'll have to send you some pictures from last year, but we had a room that we called a legacy room. Okay. Um, and, you know, just think of it like you're walking through a museum and you see pictures of women who have been, you know, diagnosed with breast cancer, you know, women who are still here and women who have transitioned on. And underneath right. their picture, people wrote in what they felt like that their legacy was. Um, yeah, and it was just, yeah, it was really dope. And so we would love for you to come and experience that and just have a good time and party with us. Absolutely. Send me the details on there. Yeah. Absolutely, we will. Thank you yes. so much. You were so gracious, slid in your DMs and you responded almost immediately. Yes. I know you're getting tons of requests, tons of messages, and we are so grateful for you and mm -hmm. um, appreciate you sharing your story with us. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you so much, ladies. If y'all need anything else from me, just let me know. We will. Thank you so much. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your day, Ray. Long live Roz. Yes. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye-bye. This is another Baddie Creation brought to you by For the Rest of Us. Don't forget to subscribe to Batty to Batty wherever you get your podcasts. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram at For the Breast of Us, on Twitter at The Breast of Us, and check us out online at breastofus.com. Thanks for listening.